Popcorn Heist is an interactive community of pop culture lovers that spans multiple mediums. We dive deep into TV shows and movies of the past, present, and future to bring you the hottest takes and the coldest truths. Do you have what it takes? Join the heist. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Popcorn Heist, the podcast. I'm Nick. I'm Jake. Welcome back, guys. It's been quite some time, my a friend. Little, a little bit, a it's, little bit. It's good to see you. I feel like I haven't seen you in a, I know, in a it's while. Been, it's been a little bit. Yeah. For, for those of you viewers out there who are just stumbling upon Popcorn Heist for the first time, Popcorn Heist is a brand that my good friend Nick and I started. We're college roommates. We love movies and TV show. Big nerds. Big, big time nerds. <laughs> and uh, all things pop culture. Um, we like quote movies to each other all the time. We're, we're, we're annoying about it sometimes. <laughs> but it's what we love. And we created Popcorn Heist so that we could share our love for movies and TV with you guys and with each other. I mean, we just can't stop talking about this stuff. So we created Popcorn Heist to do all sorts of cool stuff. We have a blog. We do stuff on social media. And now we created this podcast to talk about stuff with you guys. Yep. And on that note, if you haven't interacted with us before you could follow us on social media at popcorn heist you can go to our website popcornheist.com mm-hmm. uh, on social media we do some interactive stuff on instagram uh recently we started doing trivia tuesdays on our story so if you're interested in tri- movie show trivia check that out we got some good topics we have a different topic every week um it's been fun so yeah. far and if you get a bad score then we're gonna roast you yep we will roast you That's for sure honestly the best part i, I know yeah and ev- you will enjoy being roasted truly for, guaranteed fun. <laughs> but finding the gifs is the hard yes that is that is the hard part we, on the back end we we find gifs to to roast you guys on your scores and it's it's a whole process but, uh, <laughs> but um yeah man it's it's good to be back i mean we got this new setup here for those of you if you guys have listened or watched uh, the podcast before then you know that we used to have a whole different setup with like a huge table and tons of pop figures but Clunky. we're try- trying something new uh you know santa claus came and uh Gifted us uh, some new mics and trying a new setup. <laughs> yeah, so I'm ex- I'm excited. Me too. Me yeah. too. What's uh What's been up with you? Have you been watching anything lately? Um, few things actually. Um, I I know I mentioned before that I don't haven't watched that many new shows, but I finished The Boys in a matter of like three or four days. Mm-hmm. The first two seasons, uh, loved it. Uh, I thought they got a little repetitive, but it was ultimately like cool that it was superheroes, but it was not. It was like almost making fun of the superhero genre. So you had like yeah. that lighthearted feel at times, but then it was like insanely gory at other times, and it was like very dark. So I like that a lot about it. I've also been rewatching a lot of the X Men with my brother in order. Mm-hmm. Fell asleep during some of them. I won't lie. And it's funny. I fell asleep during some of the good ones, not the bad ones. It was very weird. Um, I mean, sometimes you're excited to like watch the bad parts of a movie. That's why it keeps yeah. you up. Yeah. Yeah, and the the bad ones are the ones I remember the least. Um, Which one are you up to right now? We just finished First Class. I like First Class a lot. For I loved First Class. I remember we. I think yeah. I watched it with you the first time I ever saw it. This yeah. is my only my second time watching First Class, mm-hmm. and I was like, I remember being like, I love this movie. 
Like that was a really good movie, but I didn't remember why really, and I I, I kind of like I, I just forgot how much how good it was. Mm-hmm. But then after watching it with my brother, I was like, that is the best movie I've watched in a long time. Yeah. That was it, a, it was very good. The X-Men are like, when they're done right, they're super cool because they like interact with like government and affairs and like, mm-hmm. a, like just Magneto and Professor X have like the coolest relationship. So like, that's what makes me watch it. Yeah. And especially in first class, it's like a Magneto Professor X movie pretty much. Yeah. And every, it hits on every note of like what you were looking for from the store from like a prequel story mm-hmm. and like explains everything and so it's not in like a cheesy way where like not to get into too many different universes where it's like oh we learned what han solo's name is mad cool but it's like <laughs> you yeah. like spoiler alert you learn how professor s gets put in a wheelchair and it's like great that is a little bit magneto's fault yeah um you learn where the helmet comes from i actually thought magneto had built it even this time around i like forgot that he gets it from someone else yeah i'm not sure how it happened that might be a retcon from the comics but i'm not too sure yeah but either way it was really cool in the yeah movie. Every, everything that that is explained is explained in a, in a cool way yeah i liked it i loved it <laughs> yeah and days of future past is up yeah. next that's, i know i'm very excited that's my well actually i think the wolverine is up next that's true yeah, yeah. which is also a good one and that one i don't remember at all oh yeah at all i remembered origins because you kind of get the origin story throughout the original the original trilogy yeah of it yeah but the Wolverine, it's like I don't remember it. The Wolverine's all. good. I, I I enjoy watching it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm excited for it. What have you been watching? Um oh. Well, I just finished the Sopranos last night. Oh, I finally still have to watch. I've been putting it off for so many. I will years. not spoil anything for you. I will, all I will say is that the ending was absolutely wild. Like lives up to it. Well, I, I, yeah, I know the ending. You know the end. Uh, yeah, uh, my my brother is a huge Sopranos fan, so we've like discussed the ending before. I yeah. just haven't watched everything up until then. I have not been able to stop thinking about it since I finished it last night. Like. Yeah, you finished it just last night. Just last oh, night. Oh wow! Yeah, oh, it's so li- you're fresh, th- very fresh. <laughs> this show has literally become like my favorite show. I think it's like genius and I amazing. Yeah, I have to. I really have to watch it. I, I just for years, like I said, my brother's a huge fan. He's been telling me to watch it, and it's just one of those shows that I've been putting off and putting it off. And I know I'm gonna love it once I watch it. But you would. It's just such a commitment. You know what I mean? Yeah, it is a commitment. Yeah. but you would love it because like it set the stage for. Think shows like Breaking Bad and, and De- yeah. have you watched Dexter? Uh, I've watched Dexter. Yeah, yeah. like yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, Dexter is inspired by The Sopranos yeah. a little bit. I feel like um, it, it, it was really the first like anti-hero show. Really, the first very show much. based around like the main characters and anti-hero. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I need to watch. Yeah, I, I, I watched that and um, oh, I started the show called Fleabag, which I've was heard on of Prime. It. I know nothing about it, but I've heard of it. It's super short, like only six episodes per season, two seasons, yeah. and twenty minute episodes. Mm-hmm. But it's like really, it's like um, kind of like that Deadpool, like breaking the fourth wall, like very like commentating, like speaking straight mm-hmm. to the screen and stuff. And it seems really lighthearted and quirky because it's like this girl who's like depressed inside, but she like just like sleeps with everyone and gets into trouble with her family. But it gets like s- takes such a turn and gets like super dark and. Uh, it was really really good so far. I'm on season two right now. Interesting. But. Actually, it's funny. Um, I watch another. Speaking of breaking the fourth wall, like I always kind of assumed like House of Cards was really the first show to do it, and then my friends really wanted me to watch Sex in the City with them. So I watched like one episode with them. It was not really my thing, mm-hmm. but I was like, oh my god, this is like the original show that breaks the fourth wall. Because I think they stopped doing it after the Does first. Sex in the City break the fourth wall. I think they only do it for the beginning like episode or, or a few episodes. It might be the beginning season. I'm not sure. I don't want to piss yeah. off Sex in the City's fans. I'm not sure how long it is, but I think they stopped doing it after a little bit. But the first episode, they're like talking to the camera, and hmm. I like 
was unsure what was going on because I didn't think that was part of the show. And I was like, this is like actually the earliest show I've watched. Not that I've watched the whole thing, but like the earliest show that came out that I've watched that broke the fourth wall. I never knew that. They did it first. Yeah. My- Carrie um, Bradshaw did it first. Yeah, what's her name? Sarah <laughs> Jessica Parker. Yeah, she yeah, did yeah. it first. Yeah. Yep. That's so interesting. I know. I always thought House of Cards was like the first one that I watched that broke the fourth wall like that. I forgot House of Cards. I, I got to finish House of Cards too. I, I like started rewatching and then it like, knowing what it's leading to, I kind of stopped rewatching. But the first few seasons are so good. But you said you liked the, the after what happened with Kevin Spacey, right? You said- I, I think the last season was as good as it could get for what it was, but that's pretty much it. Like, it, 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 with with what we, like, I don't know. Com- coming into the last season, it was already falling off. And then, like, with, it was better than I expected, but it still wasn't, like, yeah, that great. Yeah. You know? It's not, like, an exciting ending. I mean, it's going to be. It's not t- as bad as Game of Thrones, but. <laughs> oh, God. I was, I was talking about that with my coworkers recently. Oh, like, like, I talk about just... that all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, you've seen it a bunch of times, but I feel like I'm due for a rewatch. Because I've never watched it fully through more than once. Like. Yeah, I, I. I'm not up to that point mentally yet. No, uh, it's like I, almost I, two I years later now, or it's almost two years later. Almost, yeah, almost two, yeah. And I'm still not mentally ready for it. And I've seen the first few seasons so many times, and even the most recent seasons, while they were coming out, I would like rewatch episodes as like the d- a day or two after they came out, I'd watch them again to see if I missed anything. Mm-hmm. So I feel like I've seen the whole show like a bunch of times, even yeah. though I haven't watched it straight through since it ended. Yeah, I don't know. I I I know I'm due for a rewatch, but I think some other things are going to take priority yeah over it yeah i so the next things on my list for sure um one is i want to rewatch breaking bad because i want to watch better call saul and i feel like i need to rewatch breaking bad before i watch that um to remember it I started I, have watching you seen better, better call, call saul i've yeah. seen like i've seen like half of the first season and i didn't stop because it was bad it was just like a show that a lot of times i watch shows with my mom and then like i think i was watching while we were at college which was a little while ago now but like i went back to college and then we just never got back to it it's like one of those shows that yeah. just got put on the back burner you know what i mean but not because it was bad. I, yeah. I wish I got further in it, really. Yeah, my, my brother, like, raves about it all yeah, the time. Yeah, I heard so it's really good. I want to watch that. And then I'm reading the comic, uh, like, the original graphic novel for Watchmen. And then I want to watch the movie and then watch the HBO show because I heard, like, it's, like, insane. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've heard it's good, too. Yeah. You got anything on your list that's, like, up next? <sighs> Sopranos, I guess. <laughs> Dude, it is... I don't know. So good. I'm having trouble finding a new show. It's tough. I have to like, watch The Queen's Gambit, too. That's another one. That's it's a, only been like a few months. Yeah. But it's another one that like when I was going to watch The Boys, I was like, should I watch The Queen's Gambit? And I put it off a little bit. It's one of the ones that's going to get put off a little bit. I know that. But yeah. I'll watch it eventually. The Boys was good. I, I like. I love but, the I, but I agree with all your points. Is like it's, it can get a little repetitive sometimes. And, and I was surprised because the show didn't end. It, it's like continuing. But I felt like season two was a little bit of like a transition, where I, which I needed. Definitely. Like, for, like you feel like not to spoil the whole plot but like they're trying to like take down this big company and it's kind of like if you take down the big company the whole show ends you know what i mean and they're like on the run the whole show and it's like if they come out of hiding then the show is going to end i feel like season two kind of remedied some of that but um the the whole first two seasons it felt like it felt like very prison breaky where they're always on the run like you know it's not i haven't seen prison breaks but but... that's that's a whole different (laughs) conversation (laughs) um yeah but i'm excited for what's to come in the boys yeah me too Yeah. yeah Well, we're not just going to talk about this the whole episode. We got a really cool episode in store for you guys, our grand return back to podcasting. So this episode is going to be the top five best movie sequels. So Nick and I are going to go through, we each ranked separately what we think are, in our opinion, five of the best movie sequels that we've seen. 
We do and, not know each other's lists. Yeah, I've not seen them. I don't know what's on Nick's list. Nick doesn't know what's on my list. I have a few guesses. List. We know each other pretty yeah, well. We, I have some guesses. I definitely have some guesses. Yeah. Um, and we're going to rank that we're going to start at five and then it's going to pre- like progressively get to our, our favorite one, number mm-hmm. one. We're going to re- reveal them to each other. And then at the end of the episode, we're going to collectively rank five out of our choices. We're going to convince each other. Yeah, yep. and then we'll release them on social media, maybe, and like see what you guys think, and <laughs> maybe see which uh, one of us had the better list or something like that. That might be fun. Yeah, we can, yeah, we'll, we'll figure something out to we'll do. We'll figure with something it. out. But <laughs> so I think it's time for the dun, da, 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 quote of the episode. That is true. Well, yeah. well, first things first. I want to mention that it's also we're only ranking second installments of movies. So like the third, like what, for example, if you want to take um, Star Wars, for example. Return, uh, Return of the Jedi would not count on this list because it's a, the third installment. Yeah, we're only doing if second it had to be the second installment of a franchise. Yep, yeah, exactly. In order to count. Yep, good point. There are some great third installments that unfortunately had to be left off this list. There's also some very bad third installments, but <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> or fourth, or fifth, the... or so on, so on. Yeah, what's the quote from uh, Apocalypse? The oh, we all know the third one's the worst, and like <laughs> that was the worst one in the episode. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> but um, Nick, why the don't quote. you uh, yes. lay us on the quote of the episode? The quote. So the quote of this episode is actually not from a movie it's from a show it is from how i met your mother it is barney stinson and it is uh, barney stinson, barney stinson if you haven't watched how i met your mother has a lot of like quote of the episode that he like lives by for an episode mm-hmm. and you never hear it again i don't i don't know if you hear this one again i think it's just one episode and the quote of this episode and that how i met your mother episode is new is always better which as the episode itself in how i met your mother proves is not always true and I'm sure we will prove in our worst sequels episode, which is coming up next. Um, but for this episode, we're talking about the new ones that are better. Yep. So, um, and yeah. So. Yeah. So do you want to go first or you want me to go first for number five? I could go first. All right. Let's hear your number five. Okay. My number five is, speaking of X-Men, X2. That's a good one. Yeah, X2. And actually, it's funny because this is one that I was very excited to rewatch. And I watched it very late with my brother. And this is when I fell asleep. I fell asleep like during the final act. Not because it was bad, though. Just because I was very tired. Yeah. So I, I don't always remember all the intricacies of it. But it's such a good movie. It's such a good sequel. Like I feel like the first one is very like... Um, early 2000s superhero movie and like mm-hmm. it hits all the points like in a good way though yeah like, i like the first one yeah it's good um it, it doesn't seem like that original it seems like it progresses exactly how you'd expect to progress mm-hmm. um take some time to introduce characters and then like rogue gets captured i think i this is, x1 is one i fell asleep during also but right rogue gets captured magneto tries to use rogue's powers to like turn everyone into mutants or something like that isn't no, that that's, not, the that's, next not, one? that's <laughs> Oh my god. No, the last uh, No, that, that's that oh, the Statue X1. of Liberty. X1. Yeah. X1. I yeah, thought you were talking about X2. Sorry, sorry. Okay. Sorry. To be and X1, Rogue gets captured. It seems very like I don't know, it's a little bit more formulaic. Like Rogue gets captured, they have to save Rogue, stop stop the bad guy Magneto, um all, all that jazz. It's yeah. it's a little bit um it's it's good, but it's a little bit like formulaic, I feel like. And then X2 it like brings it, it does it brings in the X Men trope of like having Magneto be a villain of the movie, but not really the villain. And he's actually on the X Men side for most of the movie, which yeah. is like always when Magneto's at his best is when he's like partially on their side for most of it, and then at the end he like becomes one of the villains. Mm-hmm. Um, the sequence of what's his name Nightcrawler. 
love teleporting in yeah. um, the White House is awesome. Yeah. Um, Mystique is great in this movie, and mm -hmm. Mystique is like my favorite X Men character. I she's love so cool. her. She's so cool. I love her powers. She's great in this movie. Uh, Striker's a great villain in this movie. I love his actor. I forget his actor's name. It's Logan from um, Succession. Yeah, I, I forget the actor's forget name, but he's, actor's a, he's a good actor. He's a very good actor. Yeah. Um, you know, you get your your Wolverine in there. Sometimes Wolverine's a little bit annoying with his uh, too cool for school face on, but yeah. like uh, it's, you gotta love him. <laughs> Hugh Jackman as, as Wolverine's great. And and I don't know. I just felt like this is a movie I came out of, and I was like, that was a great movie. Yeah, like the first one I came out, like, oh, I'm excited for X-Men. The second one, I was like, that was Clearly, great. like, you come out of it saying that that was better than the first one. Yeah, yeah. 100%. I, so, spoiler alert for people who aren't watching WandaVision, but after the episode that uh, Evan Peters was revealed to be a character on, I got in a real big X-Men mood, and I watched X2 because I didn't remember it that well. Mm -hmm. It was so good. Like, yeah. yeah I feel like x2 also like set the stage for superhero movies being like dark like there's a lot of dark moments in that like x-men x-men in general is very dark yeah especially starting in x2 yeah when like magneto like raises the metal out of the the guy and like literally like I, you literally see like the blood like drawing it he's like yeah 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 it, that's a great scene too when he escapes from in the jail. plastic uh great prison scene. cell yeah. yeah and um what yeah even the nightcrawler scene is like pretty dark in that movie and i think so the x-men was largely inspired by like the whole um equal rights movement um back in the day and then also um you for the lgbt uh key, lgbtq community and i feel like they hit on a lot of beats in x-men 2 where you really see that like come forward and you're like wow like this is actually relatable to like a lot of things that are going on right now like these are relatable heroes and i think that like x2 set the stage for that for superhero movies like being more relatable than just like oh they're silly comic book stories you know yeah and i feel like it is really i always say the best villains are the ones that you like kind of as much as you don't agree with them you get where they're coming from and i feel like the first one you don't get as much of the like oh the world hates mutants the second one like striker is a good villain to like drive home the not all humans are like you kind of get where Magneto's coming from the humans are kind of messed up to the yeah. of time so i feel like it, it was good on that note too definitely yeah you want to go with your number five I, I do i do all right my number five is toy story 2 okay okay that's a good one that's, yeah that's a that's a good one so for those of you who don't know me i am a huge toy story fan like if you ask me my top five films like toy story is in my top five i think it is so genius of a movie like so groundbreaking like i think people are going to be talking about toy story for the rest of time like not only because it was the first fully uh, computer animated movie uh ever to come out in theaters but um which just like how mature it is and like how they kind of revolutionized kids movies like kind of being enjoyable for adults it started pixar like mm -hmm. no one is more iconic than like the they kind of almost like redefined dynamic duos like buzz and woody like tim allen and and uh, <laughs> tom hanks as woody and buzz is it also sets the stage for other pixar duos like yeah. mike wazowski and sully and and who else i feel like there's a lot of them oh mater uh, and carl and uh, <laughs> carl and russell yeah and, i feel like it sets the stage for pixar duos and, and even kid kids movie duos yeah but as much as so let me say this i like the first toy story better than for than toy story 2 like personally if i'm bringing my bias into it then I connect that much more with my childhood. But let me say that Toy Story 2 is one of the gold standard of sequel movies. Like, it does everything a good sequel is meant to do. It, like, doesn't harp on the first movie. 
It mm. like completely like flips things on its head, introduces new characters that you absolutely like fall in love with. Like all the new characters in Toy Story 2 are just as iconic, if not maybe even more could be argued than some of the ones in the first one. Like Jesse, Bullseye, Stinky Pete, Big Al um, yeah. from Al's Toy Barn. Um, who else? The second Buzz, that whole plot line. Um, and I feel like one thing that I really like about it is that it completely flips it on its head that from the first movie, it was Woody trying to save Buzz from like, mm-hmm. come on, you got to like accept reality. You're a toy. Mm-hmm. And it completely flips it on its head where it's Buzz being like, he saved me. Now it's my turn to go out and save him. Like he needs me. Like, yeah. And it like really goes to like a really sad and kind of dark tone a little bit when you learn about Jesse's backstory and it has that whole Sarah McLaughlin song, like that will literally just make you cry in the middle of the movie. Which which song? You know, sing it. When somebody loved me, when she loved me. You know? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I know yeah. you're saying that. Um, is Zerg in the first one, or does he come in in the second? He's one? in the second. One. The, he starts in the second one. Let me tell. So he, at, he's not in the first one at all. No, he's only in the second okay. one. Great character. Yeah, I love Zerg. I, that's the thing that I was also gonna say. I feel like to- Toy Story one and Toy Story two are like the toy stories of my childhood, where the third one is like the first sequel in my head, mm-hmm. which third one's a great sequel too. Third installment, so we're not going to include it on this list. But yeah, I feel like the second one is like just as much original Toy Story as the first one for mm-hmm. me. And I almost like blend the two together because they're like both so great and they both like hold the same stature in my mind. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Zerg, it, amazing. And like, speaking of Zerg, um, and the same thing with X2, like has a great opening sequence where the first scene in the movie is that Nightcrawler scene. The first opening scene, is, scene of Toy Story 2 is the video game scene of Buzz yeah. Lightyear like flying around trying to beat Zerg. That, that it's like literally like an, a space action movie. And like yeah. there's so many different like tones it goes to. Like a really like sad like introspective like moment when you learn about jesse's backstory and the whole like action scenes in the airport where they're like going through the suitcases and stuff that's i forgot that was the second one that's a great scene yeah. too. it makes you think like this is what my bag might go through yeah, in the airport right yeah that's a really good scene and when they're like trying to like cross the street and get to al's toy barn and they're like under the cones and, oh like, yeah there's yeah. so many good it's mo- just as iconic no i wouldn't say just as iconic the first one's a little bit more iconic with like the whole sid storyline and stuff but Al's Toy Barn is like almost as, almost as great as that. Yeah. I feel like, or almost as iconic as that. Very original. Like it didn't like, like crutch on the first movie. And yeah. that's what I think it really, it's, it stands a testament to like what a good sequel is. Especially, fun fact, like Toy Story 2 almost didn't make his deadline. Like the whole movie was almost was accidentally deleted by one, someone at Pixar. Really? Yeah. And also the, like the head guy at Pixar, John Lasseter, I believe his mm. name is, didn't like the original story for Toy Story and he had to come in like months before and rewrite the entire thing. Really? Yeah. For Toy Story 1 or Toy, Toy Story, Story 2? 2. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. It's, yeah, I love all the Toy Story movies, but Toy Story 2 is, and I just want to mention one more thing about it, is probably the most satisfying scene in all of t- uh, movie history. Oh, I know. What you're is when say. Woody gets cleaned and yeah, stitched up by the guy. that's a very satisfying scene. I just saw that on Twitter the other day. That's very satisfying. Yeah. The eye. <laughs> yeah. You'd almost think it, that part wouldn't be satisfying the eye, but it is. No, it's so satisfying. It but uh, I rambled for a lot, but I just love Toy Story so much. <laughs> no, I mean, these are all movies we're going to love, so we're going to ramble a little bit. Yeah. All right. Uh, number four? Yeah, go for your number four. Okay. This one's an interesting one. This one is one that I'm not, like, known to love, but I, I like, love this sequel, and I think it's way better than the first one. 
Hunger Games Catching Fire. Wow. I feel like you didn't expect that I did not one. expect that at all. I, I, this one is one that I loved when it came out. Like, Hunger Games was a craze. And, like, I, I, was, I read all the Hunger Games books. I hate the third book. Don't, like, don't really like either of the last two movies, which is the third book is two movies. The fir- I loved the first book. I liked the second book a lot, not as much as the first book. With the movies, it was the opposite. Like, the first movie came out, and it was... Kind of, it was a good adaptation of the book. It was like didn't really like build on it at all. It was exactly what you'd expect. And we know movies that adapt books never do it as well. Mm-hmm. I felt like Catching Fire, like almost expanded on the themes from the book. Like I feel like it was it, it's just as good a movie as the book is a book. And I feel like it's way better than the first movie. I feel like it's such an enjoyable movie. And the action's great. The whole clock thing is explained like very well, mm-hmm. which is like hard to kind of like put together in a movie um i I just and and it introduces a ton of great characters like finnick and like all like all the other old tribute and um bd what's his name i don't know the actor's name he's in westworld he's bernard in westworld oh i don't know the actor's name i've oh the actor's name uh jeffrey wright there we go Yeah, yeah yeah and i i just i don't know i just love the movie it's such a good movie yeah so i don't really remember the movies as well but i know from reading the books like catching fire like blew the first book out of the water like that i loved the book when i when i read it i actually liked the first book better than the second book really yeah oh i love this in the second book i but i i love the second movie i also feel like they fit a ton in the second movie like they fit the whole like beginning part where they're like they just won and then they like like the, the actual hunger games doesn't start until more than halfway through the movie in the second one really yeah it, I, I would say it's a little more than halfway through the movie and then, then they go through the whole, like, meeting the other tributes, the training session, which is awesome when she's, like, fighting the, like, virtual reality people. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. I love that movie. I got I to gotta rewatch those because I don't really remember them as well. But, yeah. yeah. And then the scene where he's, like, remember who the real enemy is? And she, like, shoots the arrow at the, <laughs> at the remember, dome. I don't remember anything oh, Jake, you're talking about. Oh, that's a great scene. Yeah. Okay. The, the one thing I remember from Hunger, from Catching Fire is the clock thing you br- awakened in my memory and yeah then, uh what's the little girl that she befriends in catching fire is that that's uh, not catching that, fire that's that hunger not, games really that's rue love rue r.i.p to rue i love rue and it's i'm sounding like a huge hunger games like fanboy which I, I you know what the hunger games gets a lot of flack because of the last two movies but and the and the last book it's really not not a great i mean movie. i was not a fan of the last book. yeah I they did not stick yeah. the landing honestly the, the book was bad the book did just did not explain uh, what was yeah. going on well at all um I feel like the the movies for the third one, the two movies for the third book, are better than the book too. But that's a whole different story. But yeah. Catching Fire is a very good movie. I gotta rewatch it. I'll add yeah. it to my list. Great yeah. one. Okay, your turn. All right, this is a great one. I know you're gonna have a lot to say about this one. Okay, in, in a good way, not okay. in a bad way. Okay, I'm ready. All right, my number four is Shrek Two. Okay, I'm glad you said it. I'm glad you said it. Okay, I was just writing my list before this one, and Shrek Two was on the top five, and then I like moved it to number six which really? I, felt, I felt like so bad oh, about I, did did catching fire or uh x2 replace it or did something else replace it i like kind of just switched around my order when i was writing it down right gotcha. before the episode okay and i'll tell you you you, you explain first it's your it's okay. your pick so i feel like same as tw- so shrek in general like when shrek one came out another like revolutionary like animation movie is that like it kind of like played mm. with the whole like fairy tale trope like kind of poking fun at disney a little bit mm. like cast like has a great cast and was oh, just yeah. like funny and like quirky and weird like it like and took like an ugly ogre character and like made him like lovable mm-hmm. like i don't know it was just like 
very unique for its time and like everyone always like loves shrek you'll never like meet a person who's like oh i didn't like shrek like no one yeah no one so said no one ever but shrek 2 is like it's again it's like the same thing like it expands upon the first movie without crutching on it at all mm-hmm. there's so many like new things that go on 100%. new settings new characters great final act with Oh my the, god. The, you know I think that's the best final battle in any movie ever. <laughs> better than Avengers Endgame. Better Literally than Avengers better than Avengers Endgame. <laughs> like so good. We we've ranked it on uh, our social media but like probably the best uh, like cover song in a movie ever. I yeah. need a hero. I'm wait, uh, holding out for a hero. And they don't have the cover on Spotify. That's ridiculous. It's so, Utter, they have like utterly a f- ridiculous. cover of the cover and it's like that's give me the fairy godmother man. Horrible. But horrible. like it like takes so the fairy tale world obviously there's so many like different like concepts that you can like touch on like oh like true love's kiss and then like oh, po- now they ch- they go into like potions and they like turn that on and make yeah. fun of it like yeah, it's yeah, a yeah. little corporation that's evil they make the fairy godmother evil like prince charming is evil like jamie they, lannister and, yeah <laughs> like, it looks like jamie lannister. um but yeah there's just so many like quirky characters like the land of far far away is like so unique and new um and i feel like it's right before like the shrek franchise like kind of like turns a little oh. bit but oh yeah there's so many like fun characters and like funny jokes again that are adults but like can uh, kids will definitely understand as well puss in um, boots is introduced in yeah the second one mm-hmm. great puss in boots, and he's like synonymous with with the shrek franchise exactly yeah amazing and same i feel like fairy godmother too i feel like she's yeah. I kind of she's I, I like her better than Lord Farquaad. I love Lord Farquaad, yeah. but I feel like I she's, love Lord Farquaad. I didn't realize until literally last night. Shrek was on. Shrek one was on TV, and Lord Farquaad is voiced by um, again, John Lithgow. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I, I didn't realize that, but yeah. I mean, I love Lord Farquaad too. But Fairy Godmother is like iconic. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love her. She's the best. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I I, I love Shrek too. You know, I love Shrek too. Mm-hmm. The reason I like moved it down a little bit was. The approach I was taking towards, like, best sequels of all time, I feel like have to be a solid amount better than the first one. Like, not only do they have to be great movies, it also, like, has. I was thinking, like, it's also better than the first one. Which, I I personally like Shrek 2 better than the first one, but if someone was like, Shrek 1's better, I wouldn't argue with them either. You know what I'm, you know what I mean? Yeah, but I, I could, yeah, I could, I definitely agree with that. Yeah. But I, I that's what i was kind of thinking also and it's kind of like the same thing with toy story is that like yeah. if someone i think i personally like toy story one better but i there's no denying that toy story 2 is such an amazing sequel yeah. like and that's shrek 2 i like just really like how it expands on that theme of like shrek is like still insecure about like he like doesn't like how people view him and don't give him a chance like they just look at his appearance and he like tries to change that and like sacrifice his life for yeah fiona but then she's like no like this is who we are like i feel like it expands on it but like it expands on it in a good way without like crutching on it and like resorting to things that are cheap and like lazy writing you know yeah no i, I agree with you i i love shrek 2 and it's actually funny me and my brother talk about this a lot like whether or not shrek 1 or shrek 2 is better he also thinks like he gets why i like shrek 2 better but it's funny that like my brother's three years older than me mm-hmm. and uh we're born in 1997 for those of you who don't know us and like my brother who was born in 1994 like him and his friends don't have the same connection to shrek 2 that we have like they're all like one is way better two's a good sequel but it's like one's way one is the go-to because they don't they didn't like i feel like they were kind of out of the shrek era by the time the second one came out they didn't like grow up on the second one where we grew up on both kind of yeah so they they're like 
all for the first one, and I'm like, second one's better, guys. Um, but maybe I'm wrong. Maybe that's just my brother's friend group. <laughs> if, if, I, if I had to say, I would, I could even say that they're almost equal. But like, I just think that like it's impressive. I would say they're about equal. Yeah. It's especially with animated kids movies like Shrek and Toy Story are two franchises that are revolutionary for animation mm-hmm. and for kids movies. And like, for you to say that a sequel is just as good, if not better. And like doesn't resort to like those lazy tropes. I feel like that's it's worthy of like. And it really sequels. hasn't been done since with kids animation movies. Yeah. Like even like I consider Finding Dory a good, a really good sequel. Probably the best Pixar has done since Toy Story two, but it's like not even close to the first one. Yeah. You know, none none of them really are able to like capture the magic the way Toy Story Shrek did. Yeah. Um. Yeah, Shrek two is great, and that final act is amazing. It's with so Mongo. good with Mongo. I love him. So many funny. <laughs> lo- I love Mongo. It's Mongo or Mondo? Mongo. Mon- Mongo. After you, Mongo. Yeah, yeah. Mar- Mongo. Mon- <laughs> <laughs> now you confused me. I'm pretty positive it's Mo- Mongo. Now you're thinking. <laughs> now you're making me think. Mon- no, it's got to be Mongo. Mongo. It's I think be it's Mongo. Mongo. It's Mongo. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, on that oh. note. <laughs> so another, uh, right before we move on, yeah. I just thought of like my favorite joke from, from Shrek too. That's like adult and like, like will pass you by as a kid when uh, they're trying to rescue them from the jail cell and like Pinocchio goes down like Mission Impossible. Oh. Cell, and they're like, come on, tell a lie. Are you wearing women's underwear? And he's like, oh. I'm wearing women's underwear. <laughs> and his nose doesn't grow. And they're like, and they're like, are you wearing women's underwear? He's like, I am certainly not. <laughs> Jinji pulls it out. He's like, it's a thong. That's a great scene. That's a great scene. Oh, yeah. that's a great scene. There's so many great scenes. So many good movie. scenes. Okay. Right. Number three. three. My turn? Yep. <sighs> okay. These top three are all very close yeah, for me. I need some water real quick. These are all... Yeah, these, these top three are like extremely close for me. All right. Um, number three. I, this one hurts me to to not put it as like number one, but number three, Empire Strikes Back. Wow! Did you expect that to be higher for me? Yeah, I love Empire Strikes Back. <laughs> I think it's awesome. I think it's way better than New Hope. I, and I love New Hope. I think New Hope is like perfect for what it was, but it it doesn't have as much. Re- okay, people people are gonna get mad at me now, but it doesn't have as much rewatch value as the fifth one. As Empire Strikes Back. No, I, def- I think that's a fair yeah. statement. I think it's like a per- like four like episode four, New Hope, has like great pacing. It's a great movie. It has some iconic scenes, but episode five is like a masterpiece, and it's amazing how it still has that group feel, even though the group's like not together for most of the movie, and it still like progresses all their friendships. Mm-hmm. Han and Luke don't see each other until like they don't see each other from Hoth till the sixth movie they're like not together at all but it still has that like you you feel the group is like one still and the scenes with yoda are like some of my favorite star wars scenes if not my favorite when he first meets yoda the vader like vader is more intimidating in the fifth one the the fourth one his the fight with luke is definitely the best fight in the whole original trilogy Mm -hmm. one of the best fights in all star wars if not if not the best the uh the I am your father drop is amazing. Yeah, it's just like, like cinema <laughs> change, change history. Like yeah. I, literally like, well, people, like I said about toy story, but even more with empire strikes back, like people will be talking about empire strikes back forever. Yeah. Um, 
so empire should i reveal like i have to reveal if it's on my list higher yeah it's on your list higher yeah okay yeah yeah it was my number one really yeah oh wow i spoiled your number one okay i I mean you know i don't disagree no i mean like again again this wasn't also the reason i didn't put it as one or two is because this one the the ones that i have as one and two are both significantly better than the first one okay this one is like i think it's better than the first one but i don't it is the like episode four, New Hope, original Star Wars is also really great. So I I don't feel like there's that as much of a staunch different difference between this and the one before. See, okay, so I, I could I can get behind what you're saying, but the reason why I put it as number one is because it broke so many barriers and like completely changed cinema like from the ground up. Like did so so many things. Like sequels were not even like really a, th- a common thing at all back then and like the fact that it even w- existed as like a sequel in a franchise to something like that was groundbreaking the whole thing like the group is not together for the entire movie if you read the synopsis like it's literally just like a bunch of random events it seems yeah like. it is it's like the rebellion uh is is under siege like han and leia try to escape the empire luke goes to train the on dagobah like vader <laughs> like vader starts to uh pursue luke like it seems like all these random things that are happening separately, but it comes together in the end. And I don't know. I like, and it introduces so, Lando, introduces Lando, introduces Yoda, which oh, people forget. He's not in the original Star yeah. Wars. Yeah. And, and also it doesn't rely on them blowing something up at the end. No, like the story relies very much on, it, it feels like grounded within the group. Like the problem isn't, oh, they're, they're going to blow a planet up. The problem is like Vader is trying to pursue his son. It's like very within the confines of the main group and like Vader's relationship with Luke. And I think that's like awesome. Yeah. I, it makes me enjoy it a lot more. I feel like. Yeah. And, and also, you know who else it introduces? Palpatine. It does introduce it does, Palpatine. For one scene, yeah. yeah. He's I mean, he's not that great in the scene. They also changed the scene like five times, but that's a different yeah. story. But like say what you will about Star Wars. Like you may not be a Star Wars fan, but there's no denying like how important this movie is for the history of film and the history of cinema. Like completely expands the lore too. I mm-hmm. feel like you don't see this a lot often. Like a lot of sequels are based on things that are like pre-existing, like mm-hmm. IPs and in, like different like characters and stuff. But like George Lucas really like built this world from the ground up, and I feel like the whole scene with Yoda like expands the lore incredibly from the first movie. Um, just building on Han and Leia's relationship and all these different twists that like, oh, uh, Vader is actually your father. Mm-hmm. Blah blah blah. Like it's stuff that wasn't seen before yeah. in movies and never and let's i mean everyone says this like whenever a second installment goes dark or something they're like this is the empire strikes back of that's true of yeah, this because yeah, yeah. Like, it is dark second season of mandalorian was the empire strikes back of the mandalorian like oh like second you season think that's true no well, I'm, I'm saying like old. i'm just giving yeah, yeah, spitballing yeah, yeah. examples like for example like if you wanted to say um i don't know the dark knight was the empire strikes back of the batman mm. trilogy like everything is is tied back to empire strikes back everything is compared to that and you know. I, I also think it's a testament to um, – I, I, we don't know if this is pl- this was planned out or not because a lot of people say like Star Wars was supposed to be one movie and that was it. But it's also a testament to how much was left mi- like still mystified from, from A New Hope because Luke doesn't even use the Force to pick up anything until Episode 5, mm-hmm. until Empire Strikes Back, until he like is in the cave and uses it on the lightsaber. Luke – 
doesn't wield the lightsaber to fight anything until episode five. Mm. Like, ima- could you imagine if you went into episode seven and Ray, the main character, didn't wield the lightsaber to fight anything? It was only like, the, yeah, like, the, like you know, it's it'd be crazy. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't see that. Like, they they kind of incorporated action into the um into a New Hope, the original Star Wars, because like they, they incorporated action without having it be like Jedi Jedi action. The only Jedi action is Obi Wan versus Vader. And th- th- I feel like that effectively progresses Luke's, like, story as a Jedi, where he doesn't really start training until the fifth one at all. Yeah. Like, very little. So, I feel like that that's a testament to the, the pacing of the whole trilogy. And, and maybe maybe I'm biased because I've seen every Star Wars and we're huge Star Wars fans, but I think something that it does exceptionally well is it introduces all these planets and new planets, new characters, new races, new concepts, and doesn't have to over explain them for you to feel the gravity of why they're so important mm-hmm. like you meet yoda and obviously like he's a little silly at first and then he like gets so serious but like you you clearly there's a clear connection and, and a clear understanding that like this guy is important like this guy has a huge history like within this franchise and this universe mm-hmm. like you meet lando and you know that him and han like have some history yeah you know he's a shady guy like this is why we don't need solo it, but that's a whole different no. <laughs> argument <laughs> but it explained things like so well and like really built on lore and it's like i think it's like textbook like example like the golden goose of like what to do when expanding like a new mm-hmm. idea a mm-hmm. new franchise a new universe like yeah. I, I think it's just like it's it deserves number one because it broke the ground on that like i could agree with you but but like i said the, the way i was approaching this was kind of like how a uh, part of it was how much better is it than the first one no, uh, that's yeah. compl- that's completely that, that, that's the way I'm thinking. Of this. Completely fair. I think I, I I like Empire Strikes Back more than I like the number one my number one choice on this list. Mm-hmm. Definitely, personally, I like it. I'm also a huge Star Wars fan, and you know, Empire Strikes Back is one of my faves. Um, but yeah, my first one is way better than the original. We'll see. We'll get there. All right, all right, <laughs> all right. We should move on to my yeah, my your number three. three. All right, my number three is Captain America: Winter Soldier. That's my number two. Yeah. Okay, so good segue. We're I both knew you were going to have it. Time. Okay, that's one that I wasn't sure if I was going to have to argue with you if it's a sec- second installment, but I, I, it's definitely a second installment. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. But it's also like, uh, like I mean, it's thirteenth in... installment or <laughs> <laughs> whatever number it is. But if you take the Captain America trilogy, like, yeah, yeah, I agree. It is a second installment. I was, ho- I knew you were going to have this. Like, I love this. Nick movie. and I are huge stands of Captain America: Winter Soldier. Like. I don't know. You, uh, I, I talked to a lot of my friends. I'm like, oh, that are watching the MCU. And I'm like, oh, what, let me hear your your top five or your top three. And they never talk about Winter Soldier. It's I slept know. on it's so slept much. On. It is slept on. I feel like, all right. The main reason why I love it is that, yeah, Captain America: The First Avenger was a great period piece. Like, it's interesting. It like, it's kind of like a direct adaption of the comics. Like, yeah. oh yeah, he was a soldier in World War II. Like. He fought the Nazis and whatever and, like, gets frozen. And then the Avengers, he's kind of like a whiny little... Baby. Baby. <laughs> yeah. He's a whiny little baby. And you're like, he's not really your favorite Avenger. And yeah. you're like, oh, what? this guy is literally just a, a guy on steroids with a shield. Like, what's so special about him? And Captain America Winter Soldier makes you leave the, the movie going, this guy's a total badass. Like, I mm-hmm. love Captain America. Yeah, I you, agree. You understand from the moment, like... I feel like all these sequels have great opening scenes that we've been talking about. That's good, yeah. The opening scene of one. Winter Soldier. Like, he's on the boat with the pirates. He literally just drop kicks the guy. Fuck, like they upgrade flies. the action a lot. Yeah. yeah. He's insanely strong in this movie. Like, mm-hmm. just... 
I, it's, it's, it, I get tripped up talking about it. Like one thing that it does really well is again, it continues this story, um, from the first movie. Like it ties again, it ties the idea of Hydra, mm-hmm. but it doesn't crutch on like repeating some of the same tropes from the first movie. It turns it on its head where Cap was a soldier and yeah, he kind of like had a mind of his own, but like his duty was, I need to serve my country. I need to like follow orders and I want to get into the army. Whereas Captain America, when a soldier, you start to see that whole freedom isn't synonymous with like government organizations who are yeah, supposed yeah. to represent freedom. Mm-hmm. Like he starts to come away from that. And he's like, I'm Captain America. I'm a symbol of hope and freedom, but that doesn't mean I have to be a symbol and a face for these like government organizations who Mm -hmm. could be like, I have to stand up for what I know is right. Not what other organizations tell me is right. Mm -hmm. And I felt it was so impactful. The twist in this movie. I mean, you, one of your favorite villains, Arnim Zola, my boy, when you (laughs) slept on also so smart. Like you, you find out all these different twists that are going on. Like, I think it's great. The action is like unparalleled, like, amazing spy thriller like Mm -hmm. not only cap gets great action but black widow falcon all people who really don't have that real kind of superpowers up to up to like before pre falcon winter soldier which were like you know falcon winter soldier hasn't come out it's the best falcon action movie yeah including all the avengers movies for sure civil war yeah nick fury too has some great action scenes and the whole bucky twist would like amazing if you really did like I, I'm the kind of guy where, like, whenever a Marvel trailer comes out, like, I can't help but, like, look up, like, analyses mm-hmm. and things. So I knew that Bucky was coming. I did not know that. But, like, if you didn't know that, like, that was a huge shocker. Mm-hmm. Like, and so impactful, again, because, like, I feel like him and Cap have such a great duo relationship. And, again, seeing him, like, do what's right. Like, I'm not going to kill my friend. Like, he's redeemable. Like, he can be saved. Like, I'll lay, my, lay down my line. I'll, I'll lay my life down on the line mm-hmm. for what's right. And what's right here is saving my friend, you know? Like, yeah. I, I mean, I, I, I love The Winter Soldier. It's debatably my favorite Marvel movie. I feel like it's one that if you just catch it and, like, you haven't seen all the rest of the Marvel movies, it might lose its its luster on you, especially if you haven't seen the first Captain America. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like by nature it, it has a leg up on some other sequels because the first one took place in such a different era. Um, I feel like, like you said, it's a great spy movie with great twists. And the best thing about it is it really is like pure cap progression. And like you said, he's like a soldier in the first one. And, you know, in, in World War II, it's important to show like he's for his country. And then now in modern day, it's almost like an internal threat that he has to fight against and he has to stand against both Hydra and shield like he, he doesn't agree with nick fury's plan at the beginning either yeah and he ends up being right about it and i feel like it, it it's like his progression away from the textbook captain america but towards like the the captain america slash steve rogers that we like know and love who like will always stand up for what he believes is right and like you said the bucky reveal is not i watched this movie after it came out i was i was like binging all the marvel movies um and I, wa- I think I watched this one with you, and I was, like, yeah. shocked that Bucky was back. I was I said from the first Captain America movie, I was like, I kind of love Zola. And then when he came back, I was so excited. So Like, cool. my little cute little doctor. <laughs> 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 but, no, and he was great. And it was it was cool that um, 
he started the infiltration of Hydra and S.H.I.E.L.D. And he almost ends up being a better villain than Red Skull because Red Skull was like, oh, yeah, let's get the power of the gods, whatever. But Zola planned this out past his death and, and built his own brain he out. He made himself death. immortal almost. Yeah. yeah. And, and I don't know. The action is great. The relationship between Bucky and Cap is great. The progression of Cap's character is great. Yeah. Like they take Captain America, a, a character by himself is literally just World War II propaganda. Yeah. That's when he was introduced in the comics. Mm-hmm. And they turn like a guy who's like just like a poster boy. Like literally in the Avengers, he's like so annoying. Like, yeah. Um, no, no, no offense to Cap. I, he's one of my favorite. And, and he's, he's annoying up but, to this point. But he kind of sucks in the Avengers. Yeah. And he, a lot of people still don't like him. But Cap is one of my favorite characters. And it starts from. Yeah. Winter Soldier, and that is really the main movie that I mm-hmm. and we all we all love a ba- a bad boy in movies and stuff. And he's the guy <laughs> who like he has to do the right thing, but they made that into something that's cool, and like yeah. people are like, I love that. Like anytime he speaks, like they make a joke about it in Endgame. Like you want to like line up and march into battle with with Cap. Yeah, and and there's a few great moments that I want to mention too, and and um one of them when you were like this is a movie where you're like i love cap actually this movie was on tv the other day and when i turned it on it was the scene when he's talking to nick fury about um the whole operation i forget what it's called uh project insight project insight yeah and he's like this isn't right and my brother was like i love cap like that you love cap from that scene you also love him when black widow like kind of screws him over in the first scene um and then he ends up saving her during the whole zola sequence Mm -hmm. and then she's like uh She's like, do you really think I would have done the same for you? And then he was like, now you would. Because he saved her. Yeah. And it's like really grow. Like it shows Cap is a leader and he's going to inspire people to follow him because of the person he is. Yeah. Not, you know? For and, sure. And it, there's just so many. Good growth for, for Black Widow too. Yeah. I feel like. And, and yeah. you know what? Bucky, I kind of like over time haven't loved him as much in the most recent movies but at this point in the mcu he was like one of my favorite characters so like great like so mysterious and i hope they bring him back into like main spotlight but he was yeah yeah and a lot of people criticize marvel of like are the villains are basically just like evil like copies of the of the hero like black panther and killmonger they're like have the same powers they're just like one's evil one's good cap and bucky kind of the same powers one's evil one's good but i feel like it's so effective because of that relationship that they wove in from the first movie hundred percent, and kind of making Bucky go through what cap went through, but like literally on the flip side of yeah. like from the evil, like that he was tortured into it instead of like cap is like hailed as like a hero and stuff. I, I don't, I'm probably rambling and may, may, may not be making as much sense, but I feel like just every part of this movie is just so well thought out and so well progresses cap story. And like, if you look at his arc, from here, from the first Avenger until Endgame, mm-hmm. like Captain America: Winter Soldier is like such a turning point where you not only realize like this guy can kick some ass, like literally takes on a a, a jet with just his shield. Yeah, and that yeah, when he in the motorcycle scene is so yeah. cool, and but, the elevator scene we haven't even mentioned the elevator scene. Oh, iconic! Yeah, so good, so, yeah. good. so good. One of the best scenes of the whole movie. Yeah. Oh. And that's something that Marvel does well too is make a makes a good sequel to the Captain America movie, but also progresses the overall story. Yeah, it's good action su- supplemented with a great story and great progression. Because a lot of times you get action yeah. movies that like 
oh, I'm just here to watch some people beat up each other. That's what you're there for Captain Roberta <laughs> Soldier because he really, like, I tell you, when it, the opening scene, when he kicks the guy off the boat, I literally, like, jumped in my seat when I first saw I was like, oh, my God, this is a different kind of Captain America movie. But, like, it's supplemented with such a great story mm-hmm. and great twists. That's all, okay. that's all I'll say. I so, talked a lot about it. Moving on to my number two. That was my number two. Yeah. So we can move on to your number two. Okay. My number two, I don't know if you've seen it or not. It's Terminator 2, Judgment Day. I have not seen it. Okay. I have not seen any Terminator movies so, ever in my life. Interesting. I met, Wow. I didn't know the second one was yeah, known so, as even a great movie. Yeah. I mean, like, I know that. Terminator is, like, an iconic film franchise. Of course, but, yeah. like, one day I was just, like, me and my dad were, like, trying to find something to watch. And he's like, you ever seen Terminator? I was like, no, I guess, like, let's try watching it. So... This is like why the main reason, like when I thought about like why I chose, I was trying, like obviously when I was making this list, I was like, oh yeah, Terminator 2 was a great sequel. I got to put that on Mm -hmm. there. But when I was thinking about why, I remember when I watched the first Terminator movie, I don't know. Are you familiar with like any scenes from Terminator or like any imagery? I'll be back. Yeah, obviously. (laughs) But like there's like some of the most famous um, scenes from this movie is like he's in the leather jacket on the motorcycle with the kid on the motorcycle and he's like, wielding like a shotgun and like i, I, I like kind of have converted yeah, in my head there are all of. these scenes from terminator 2 judgment day and that's what i associated with like terminator i had never seen anything from the first when i sat down to watch the first movie mm-hmm. i was like this isn't terminator like what is this and my dad's like no this is the first one i was like i'm not thinking i've never i'm this never is not what i was yeah. thinking of at all the first movie is Arnold Schwarzenegger's Terminator is the bad guy. Yeah, and then he, yeah, I, I knew that. That much I knew that he was the bad guy in the first one. Then he becomes exactly like, yeah. the main good guy, right? Yeah, main good guy. Yeah. So like he is like Skynet is the evil AI that turns into the Terminators in the future, and Skynet sends back Arnold Schwarzenegger to murder the mom of the guy who starts the revolution in the future. Mm. That's the point of the first movie, and it's literally just like kind of like a monster movie where she's them. like, yeah, she's just like <laughs> running away from the Terminator the whole movie, okay. and like. It's like it's a good movie, but it's like literally just like all right, you're running away from the Terminator. It's like all right, there's not really much substance yeah. to this. And I was like, I this isn't Terminator. Like, what is this? Like, I always associated like you always see in pop culture scenes from Terminator Two: Judgment Day. Yeah, and I didn't realize that was all from the second one. And I feel like it, like kind of how Empire Strikes Back, like broke ground on yeah. sequels. I feel like this broke ground on completely flip. Like I, I keep mentioning like flipping it on its head, but this completely. It's like, like a different genre, kind of, right? It's a different genre and a completely different, like, way of approaching the character. Okay. Like, a character that you, like, were scared of and, like, hated. Like, now, like, you begin to, like, love. And he's, like, the kid, uh, he befriends, like, the, the little kid who eventually starts a revolution in Terminator 2. Mm. And he, you, like, start to, like, care about him. He's, like, an emotionless machine. And, like, when, in the end, like, when whatever happens, happens, like, you, like, cry and you feel bad for, like, this emotionless robot. And, like, I don't know, to, like, see someone that, like, tried to kill, uh, like, his whole mission was to kill in the first movie, then turn around, his whole mission was to protect. Like, I feel like that was broke ground. It was, like, one of the first movies to do that. Really great action. Like, I, I don't know. There's not much more I could say about it because I, you haven't you haven't really seen it, but... Um, I'll have to watch. I, if I, have, it, to, I have to watch. Yeah. It's on my list now. I it, add it to my list. It's much more substance to, it, to, the, to the movie. Um, basically, so, Judgment Day is, like the day that skynet like goes live and like like the terminators are created Mm -hmm. so he's coming back to protect the kid while another version of the terminator comes back to terminate him again 
so, so it both. creates like all these like time loops and stuff and it like really makes the plot like that much more interesting they try they find the guy who like creates skynet and they like convince him they're like look he's from the future he's literally a murdering robot if you like create skynet this is what's going to happen it is so many good action scenes in it like it's it's much better like i came out of it and i'm like that's what i thought terminator was like that's what i associated terminator with like that was actually a, a, an enjoyable movie like the first one i was like i can take it or leave it like this one i was like i i would be able to rewatch this like any day like okay very higher enjoyable. than the winter soldier interesting <laughs> well terminator uh, the reason why i put it above winter soldier it's 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 because it's more original i feel okay. like completely original um again it broke ground on like flipping it on its head like somebody that was like a complete villain but finding a way that made sense to like turn it into a whole new character like i just felt like that's like very unique especially for its time like right now we might say like oh that's like not that much of a big deal mm. but like i felt like it was a very unique and like creative way to sort of recycle back in Arnold Schwarzenegger's character and like give the movie um, a new sense of purpose without being repetitive. Yeah. You know, cause like it, the first movie, like long story short, creates a lot of like time paradoxes and mm. like loops and stuff. And you can end up like writing yourself into circles and like just repeating the same thing over and over. Mm. And I think a lot of the Terminator sequels, like they people have criticized that they aren't as good because they're kind of just like, don't really go anywhere where this actually took something that, many would say like there's not really much room to grow here and really like expanded it in ways that like you're like wow that's actually meaningful growth you know okay okay i have to watch yeah, it very very i'll my last thing is i'll just harp on that and i'll say like the first movie like to the average viewer at the time would be like there's not much room for growth here like i don't see how you can mm. make a sequel and they really like came up with a really original like story and it's really enjoyable okay adding it to the list okay i have to watch terminator movies that's something. Okay. Yeah. I'm adding it to the list. Okay. Right. Well, you, you already mentioned your number one. Oh, yeah. We skipped over your number back. two. Yeah. What's your number one? Well, no. I said my number two. It was Winter Soldier. Yeah, but we we, we skip, like, skipped over your explanation because we talked about it already. Oh, yeah. Well, we talked about it already. Yeah, so yeah. we Yeah. Right before. And I we, don't need to talk about it again. Yeah. Do you want to talk about Empire Strikes Back again? <sighs> Maybe. You talk about your, your, your number one. My number one? Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm surprised you didn't say this one. This is okay. This is I'm not known as like the biggest fan of this movie, but this is like unbiased, the best sequel, The Dark Knight. The I Dark knew, Knight I knew, is I knew you were gonna say it. The best sequel, and you know what? Batman Begins, kind of trash. <laughs> ah, that's harsh. Maybe okay. Maybe that's a little harsh. I never. I like from when I was young, did not like Batman Begins. I thought it was boring. Maybe it was because I was a kid, and ever since then, I've just had like maybe it's just holding on to old i remember watching batman begins and being like this is like not i i didn't like it at all and mm -hmm. it's, it's grown a little bit on me over the past few years but i still it's still like not that great and dark knight is one of the best movies it, it's it really is just a great movie it's not really it's not just a great superhero movie it's more of an action movie than a superhero movie and it is so good and the joker's amazing in it christian bale is great in it mm -hmm. in it it's just such a good movie. Harvey Dent and his role in it and the way the Joker mm -hmm. is really not the main villain in the movie and like hands it off to Harvey Dent and Harvey Dent's like his creation. It really just weaves in and so well. So there's a specific reason why I didn't put this on my okay, list. I'm glad that you so, thought of it. I, no. For a second, I was like, did you forget the Dark Knight? No way. No okay. way. Like like you said, like not even just a great superhero movie, but one of the best movies mm -hmm. of all time. Yeah. I'll say it right now. Like definitely and one, so much better than the first one so much better so much better. one of the best movies of all time it's definitely in my top 10 favorite movies of all time mm. like i love this movie 
like people always say like it almost sounds like a cliche now like oh it can't be better than like Heath Ledger's Joker but like it really can't like, yeah I really can't it's, it's <laughs> definitely one of the best performances of all time like Christopher Nolan like one of his best movies and he's known to be one of the best directors yeah. of our time right now I mean there's just everything about this movie is like so good like uh -huh. took again it's another like instance of taking a superhero and like you could say like oh silly comic book movies like they'll never be like as deep and like like uh meaningful but like this is like you need to rewatch it a few times to really like catch like how he's layering in uh how grounded this movie is mm -hmm. because batman can be like a little bit like uh fantastical and like some of his villains are like a little like out there but this is really like grounded in like just like urban terrorism like mm -hmm. it's that's basically what it's a story about is like how do you negotiate with a terrorist and how does like a guy who puts on a suit and fights crime at like what's the right thing to do in that situation you know and i feel like kind of connecting it with like the mob and the mafia uh was really smart um a really smart move of like just grounding batman and like uh how to like introduce harvey dent and like you said like harvey dent is joker's creation mm -hmm. like take a amazing performance like that and then have him sort of like create another villain like it's I, I awesome yeah it was it's so why uh, is it not on your top five what's the reason it's not okay so when i first saw this movie i had not seen batman begins i think i had seen this one before so batman begins too i'm not 100 sure about that i didn't know it was a sequel when i first saw this movie that's why it's so you're saying not it's a, not a sequel because it definitely no is. It, it definitely is a sequel but i'm saying, saying it doesn't have to i'm saying that to i feel one. like it almost stands on its own it, well it does stand on its own but that's what makes it great but no i'm saying like i feel like it almost stands on its own that like it doesn't do build, a sequel's job it really no it, it it but like i feel like you could almost like watch the dark knight and be like that isn't part of a franchise like it like we're talking about the best sequels like yeah that's an amazing amazing movie but is it the best sequel where it like you can tell like that really like batman begins in dark knight like that's an amazing like progression off of batman begins where i feel like yeah it develops batman's character but like it isn't tied to batman begins practically at all where like you, there's true. nothing you need to watch in batman begins to understand the dark knight that's true so i, I see what you're saying so it's not really like a typical sequel you could watch dark knight and not know it went on in batman begins and, and be fine but yeah i feel like that almost makes it better in a way it 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 makes it a better movie i feel like but it's definitely in conversation but i wanted to like take a little bit of a controversial stance especially because Ooh. <laughs> Ooh, Ooh, he's yeah. controversial uh, no, not for the not necessarily just for the sake of being controversial but i genuinely think that like i kind of associate dark knight with being its own movie rather than like I see that as the sequel to Batman Begins. Yeah, I mean, I feel like Dark Knight Rises is more of a sequel to Batman Begins than Dark Knight. Absolutely, is. but but still, I I feel like I feel like it's it, it is technically a sequel and it's the best sequel. But I see what you're saying. Yeah. It's a great movie. Like for and for those of you who think that Dark Knight Rises is better than Dark Knight, you're you're wrong. You're, you're, you're wrong. Get out of here. <laughs> Get, yeah. And I know a few people who say that, but they're wrong. Yeah, I, I don't I, like. I saw this movie when it came out in when in 2008. And I don't think I saw Batman Begins because I didn't know that it was a sequel to Batman Begins until college. Yeah. Like, I feel like with the Batman movies, it's like at, when I was young, I didn't like have which Batman was which and all that sorted out. So I just kind of saw it also. Yeah. I, so good though. <laughs> no, it's amazing. Again, I'm not denying that it's amazing and one of the best movies of all time. But like, I just think that it doesn't 
like I don't connect it to Batman Begins as much. Like now I do because obviously like I've watched all three and I like I'm a big Batman fan and a big uh, comic book movie fan now and like I've like studied those movies like I've watched them a bunch of times, but. I feel like for anybody like watching them, like you would be like, there's such a stark difference within it. Like, I just feel like it doesn't do it. It's, it doesn't act as a sequel as much as like these other I ones that I put on my list. It's mad good though. It's mad good. Definitely like my, in my, fa- in my favorite movies of okay. all time. But so should we go, should we rank them all together? I think we should. Should we decide together or should, do you want to mention the ones that we didn't include? Let's do that First. after. Let's, okay. let's, let's, let's put them all in, in order. Yeah. Okay. Let all me right. look at this list. Um, let's start from one. I feel like that might be easier. Or should we start from five? Let's start from one. Let's start from one. Okay. It's going to be hard to start from five because we have few in the mix here. I'm going to, I, maybe I'm biased cause I put it as number one, but I'm going to make the argument for empire. As, I'll, as... I'll put I'll put empire as one. I'll put empire as one. Okay. Empire is so good. Yeah. I, I'll put empire as one. Okay. Mm-hmm. Empire. I agree. Um, two. What was your What was your number two? It was Winter Soldier. My, my, right? Was Winter Soldier? Yeah, I think I think Dark Knight's got to be two. I'm sorry, <laughs> it's got to be. It's so good. It's so good. It's so good. And I actually personally like the Winter Soldier. Like I would consider Winter Soldier one of my like m- my favorite movies ever. But Dark Knight is is the best. Is the better sequel. I know. I just I like don't think it it like does. Like it's not really a, it's almost not a sequel in my in my mind. Like it is, but it by, is by like. But that makes it better in a way. It's got you gotta. It's a sequel and it's amazing and it's way better than the first one. It's got to be number two. What do you think? Winter Soldier should be number two. All right, I'll I'll, I'll give it to you. Okay, right. Dark Knight. Okay, number two. And what was your, your Terminator two? Was, Term- was oh, my Terminator two. two. Okay, I can't judge that one. I know you can't judge. I'm gonna make the argument that it's got to be somewhere. Uh, okay. Let's put Winter Soldier as three, and then Terminator what was as four. Your, what was your, what was your number four? My number four was Catching Fire. That that we could leave that out of the top four. Yeah, I'm gonna make make the argument. Yeah, yeah. we could leave that out of. The top and what four. was your number five? X two. Ooh. Yeah, I think it should be Empire, and, Dark Knight. Yeah, Winter Soldier. Winter Soldier. Um. I'm gonna make uh, argument uh, well, for we Terminator. Could say, we could say term, Terminator. I, I, I could, I could see that being above. I've never seen it, but I'll put that as four. I, I'm mm-hmm. with it. Maybe I'll watch it and come back to you. You but should. Yeah. I'll let you know if I disagree with it being four. And then what's number five? What What else do we have? We have uh, Catching Fire X two, and Shrek two, the... and Toy Story two. Okay, I could choose. <laughs> I think I know which one should be number five. It should be Shrek two. It should be Shrek two. It should be Shrek Two. I, I I think we could. Both I would say either it. Shrek Two I, or Toy Story Two, but I it's got to be Shrek Two. I think Toy Story One is definitely better than Toy Story Two. You think so? I think so. I've I, that's what I ranked it as in my Pixar ranking, but I I could also see that being equal or like I like I I think I mentioned in my Pixar ranking is that like the top eight that I ranked. I was like any of these could be above the other because they're like all really good. But uh, Shrek Two has got to be number five. I'm with it. Let's do it. I'll do. I'll do Shrek Two as number okay. five. So locked so. in. Five is Shrek Two. Four is Terminator Judgment Day. Three is Captain America: The Winter Soldier. Two is The Dark Knight, and one is Star Wars Episode Five: Empire Strikes Back. 
That's a pretty solid list right that's there. That's a great list. I'm going with that. Shake okay. that's let's a good, shake on that's it. Let's shake on it. That's a good, that's a good ranking. list. I'm with it. I'm with it. Okay. Right. I'm glad we agreed. I thought that there was going to be more argument there. No, I, th- I think I, I'm interested to hear the worst sequels of all time. Oh, yeah. Speaking of which, part two of this episode is worst sequels of all time. Yeah. Um, we're going to re- record that right after this. But, yes, uh, we are. That's so part two. I want to mention, so again, quickly, we'll... Talk wrap, about we'll, ones that couldn't we'll, make it on yeah, the list. We'll yep. wrap this up. So we the premise I of this. Have lo- I have a lot here. I'll, I'll yeah. We'll do like quick mentions yeah, of yeah, them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the premise of this episode it had to be a second installment, and um, yeah. So some of them like necessarily couldn't make it to the list. I also have some second installments. Also, I have some third installments that like couldn't be on it. Mm-hmm. And I have some second installments that were reasons why I didn't. Put I'll them tell on. you one that I thought for sure was going to be on your list is Back to the Future Two. Uh, I was going to mention that, but so, one is better. One is better. I, like when I was a kid, I grew up and I loved Back to the Future too, just because like so many crazy things happen and like they yeah. like throw some great twists. It's just as comedic, if not more comedic, than the first one. But like the first one it will always be my favorite, and I recognize that like I'm a huge Back to the Future fan, so I'm incredibly biased towards that franchise. That's why I didn't include it, and I yeah. was like, I, I, that's that one would have been like on my top ten. I love Back to the Future too, but Back to the Future one is better. Yeah, so that's why I didn't put it on. Yeah, okay. no, I I I agree with that. Okay. Uh, so the other one I was gonna mention Dark Knight, but then obviously that was your first one. Okay. And then another one I don't know if you've seen this one is Batman Returns, uh, uh Michael Keaton's second I Batman seen movie. That. No, it's with Danny DeVito as the Penguin, which is you, you gotta. I love Danny DeVito. <laughs> it's it's a it's like Tim Burton, and he like kind of gets like a little weird with it. Like the first Batman Michael Keaton movie, like Tim Burton like kind of re shaped how we view batman and pretty mm. much like defines how kind of how batman is now and like inspired how people progressed him from now but batman returns kind of he went full tim burton and it's like super it's almost like okay. Beetle, a beetlejuice style batman movie and it's kind of a i don't know if other people view it as good of a sequel as i do but i just think like uh danny devito's penguin is great in it michelle pfeiffer uh who is um the original wasp uh okay. is catwoman in the movie yeah yeah yeah, yeah, I, yeah, and I just think it's a it, it was a it was a really great sequel to uh, the original 1989 Batman. I think it's better than that one, to okay. be honest. But that's okay. all I'll say about it. Okay, keep going. Um, okay, so this one is another second installment, I guess you can call it. You tell me if I'm wrong, but Days of Future Past is kind of the second installment yeah, of the I, prequel. I, I think we oh, that one's a tough one because it's like also like the ninth installment, but that's it. That's a if that's a second installment, that could that could have been on that could be number six on our on our list. Honestly. I I would argue against it though. Like it's my, my probably one of my favorite X Men movies uh, right now, um, but I don't I didn't include it because I feel like it's again it's not really a sequel to First Class. It's kind it of really like a, a, a retcon, time. like mashing the first trilogy with the second trilogy. Like it yeah. really doesn't do much to build on. Like it's kind of like more focused on the future timeline, like going yeah, back to the. That, that's that's true. Really, the main thrust of it, like the main character, is Wolverine from the future. I yeah. Like. So that that's a tough one. I, I don't know. I would consider like, for example, Star Wars. Using Star Wars as an example again, I would consider Attack of the Clones for sure a second installment. But Days of Future Past is tough because it's like a hybrid sequel prequel. Mm-hmm. So, but if you do include it, that would be up there with the other. It, ones. it would be up there, but uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then last two that I want to mention briefly is that these are third installments that I really love that I would have included mm. if we were including those is Ragnarok, obviously, like completely revolutionized Thor, like Thor was not doing well, the franchise, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and they 
Taika Waititi like completely like turned it around and so made good. him like amazing. Like yeah. one definitely up there in MCU films. Yeah, Super I also funny. know what one of your other third installments is gonna be. It's only only one more. Only one more. Yeah. Okay. Well, I have a third installment, and I'm guessing it might be the same one. I don't think it is. Okay, what is it? Uh, Indiana Jones: The Last Crusade. Oh, that one's amazing. Yeah. Oh, I agree with that. I agree with that. Much better. I, I thought you were gonna say Revenge of the Sith. Oh, I I should have I should have thought that, of that. That's yeah. one that would belong on there if we were doing third yeah. installments. But or if if you consider that a third installment, it's also a sixth installment. But yeah. Oh, Indiana Jones: Last Crusade. Last Crusade is. That's. Great. I think it's much better than Temple of Doom. Like I like Temple of Doom, but I think it's much better. If I'm going to rewatch any of them, like yeah, Raiders of the Lost Ark is the most iconic and I I, I rewatched Last Crusade. I've seen that one the most. Last Crusade is so good. Like the chemistry I think it's better than either of the first two. Really? Yeah. I think Raiders of the Lost Ark has it by a little bit, but Sean Connery and Harrison Ford's like chemistry is really great and uh, I just think it's like a really great sequel. I think I think that's better. Okay, I'll go with my ones that I, I we mentioned Revenge of the Sith with, which would be my main third installment. Um, also, Toy Story three is a great third installment. Oh, um, so good! Yeah, I, I haven't even thought about third installments, but there's a bunch that would be on there. I feel mm-hmm. like um, for second installments that I wanted to kind of wanted to put on, uh, Shrek two is one of them. Also, uh, the second Lord of the Rings, Two Towers is. I haven't seen Lord of the is, Rings. Oh, I think it's a little bit better than the first one. It's like I I feel like the first one kind of ends and a lot of people. It's like an important moment, but it doesn't really have like a final act which is what I was kind of expecting. And maybe I shouldn't have had that expectation going in. Like the first one kind of ble- bleeds right into the second one. And the second one, I feel like has a great final act and like final battle. And I, I came out of the movie being like, that was a great movie. And I'm not, I'm, I've never been the biggest Lord of the Rings fan, but that the second one is a great second installment. Um, also, this is one that I wish I could have included, but I just don't remember it as well. And I, I should, I, I should have seen it recently, but the Godfather part two is like known as a great sequel. So I've, yeah. I've never really seen the Godfather part two. I, I've seen it, but like the last time I've seen it straight through might've been like years and years ago. I don't remember it as well. I know that's like supposed to be like up there with Empire Strikes Back as like a yeah. revolutionary and sequel. So if, a lot of people think it's better than the first one. Yeah. I, I bet that would be on our list if I yeah. if I'd seen it. And I, yeah. I really remember the first one better than I remember the second one. I, that's why I couldn't personally include it on the list. I wish I could have, but I don't remember it well enough. Maybe mm. I should have watched it before this episode. Didn't do my homework. But <laughs> <laughs> um, also, this is a, my last two are random ones. I am a hush hush Fast and Furious fan, especially. Oh yeah, I don't even. Did you know that? I, I'm, a, I'm. Yeah, can you a, talk about Tokyo Drift a lot? <laughs> oh, well, that's a great third installment, but ends up not meaning anything to the series. But that's a whole different. I could go on about Fast and Furious for a while, but not that many people know that I'm a pretty big Fast and Furious fan. Too Fast, Too Furious is a great second installment. The first one is really good. Kind of one of those things. Fast and Furious does a good job of making each movie very different. It's up to up to until the fourth one. The first three are all very different. And then four is like different from the first three, but then everything from there on is like the same. Like four on is all the same. Mm-hmm. It's all just action movies kind of. First three are very much about street racing. Second one is a little bit of an action movie, a little bit of a street racing movie, a little bit of a heist movie. I love the second one. Um, the uh, the guy who plays Roman Pierce, I don't remember his name. I don't know. But he's great. Um yeah, I, I love Too Fast, Too Furious. And him uh, him and Brian O'Connor, the main character, um, what's his name? Why can I not think of his name? I, don't, oh I can't Paul, help you there. Paul Walker. Walker. Paul Walker. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. I can't R. believe I, I forgot it. Okay. R.I.P. Yeah. 
Um, they make a great duo. I mean, Paul, Paul Walker and Vin Diesel make a great duo too. But it, it, him and uh, Vin Diesel's not even in Too Fast, Too Furious. Really? No, that's the one movie he's not in. He's also not really in Tokyo Drift season one. So he just like dipped out and then came back. Yeah, the way Fast and Furious works is it's like not supposed like uh, Paul Walker's not in all of them either. He's not in Tokyo Drift. Like okay. it's kind of like the first three are like different characters cycling in and out. And then once you get to the fourth one, it like brings back it, it from then on it's like Paul Walker, Vin Diesel, um, until Paul Walker passed away. But whatever. The second one is um a great second installment. There's some great scenes in there. The scene when all the cars come out of the garage, you haven't seen it, but everyone who's seen it will know what I'm talking about. Amazing. Mm-hmm. And the last one, Meet the Fockers. I haven't a- seen Meet the Parents and Meet the Fockers. What? Yeah. Oh my God! What a great sequel. Debatably better than the first one. So funny, and it's like more like lighthearted. I feel like like mm-hmm. you feel bad for the guy. They really build up the rivalry between um, Ben Stiller and um... Oh my God! <laughs> What's his name? Can't help you. <laughs> but meet the parent. Oh my God. Oh my God! What's his name? I'm literally blanking. What is he in another oh, Robert movie? Robert De Niro. How? Oh my god! I don't know how I, that wasn't coming to me. Um, Robert De Niro and Ben Stiller. Robert De Niro's in that movie. Yeah, he's yes. Him and Ben Stiller are like the, that's a whole movie. It's a that. I got. I gotta watch those. I can't believe you have, you didn't even know Robert De Niro. Yeah. I don't know how I blanked on Robert De Niro. Sorry, everyone. <laughs> um, Meet the Fockers is a great sequel. Amazing. Very funny. A lot more lighthearted. You you really feel bad for him and Meet the Parents. I'll, I'll have to... Meet the Parents is great, too. But I, I, I don't know. They're both, they're both great. I'll have to I, add it to my list. Yeah. I feel like Meet the Fokker, like Meet the Parents ends with a sequel. You know a sequel's coming. Meet the Fockers is like the sequel kind of has a nice book, a nice storybook ending. And then they like kind of tried to make one more of it and it didn't really work. But mm-hmm. Meet the Fockers is a great, great second installment. I'll have to watch that, and i got to watch Lord of the Rings, because okay. uh, Lord of the Rings has always been on my list for some time now. We have some homework to do now. <laughs> some big homework to do, but I'm, I'm happy with our, our top five list. I'm, I'm very happy with our top five. Yeah, we're yeah. Gonna, maybe we'll figure out what we're going to do. Maybe we'll post it to social media, have you guys vote on which one you thought was better in mine or Nick's list, and then post our, our combined list and figure that out. But uh, um, I think that's all we got today for uh, the top five best sequels. And uh, tune in next episode is going to be the top five worst sequels, which is kind of like the same thing, except uh, we're ranking sequels that are really, really bad. Yeah, <laughs> and we will disprove new is always better. Yes. Sorry, Barney Stinson. So that's all for today's episode. Um, again, you can follow us at Popcorn Heist, uh, pretty much any social media platform, and check out our blog for articles and stuff coming out. This podcast can be found on our website, popcornheist.com, and uh, on Spotify, Apple Music, and yeah, all yeah. that goes to Pandora, I think it's on. <laughs> 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 trying to think of other uh, <laughs> it's on everywhere it's, it's, on it's, everywhere. it's, it's, it's everywhere but, uh, <laughs> go follow right. us go to our website yeah you can find us join anywhere. the heist join the heist see you later guys
Thank you.